Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. Montana. Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. If you're watching on TV, you don't see me in the studio, it's because I'm not there. Because I'm here. I'm in Bozeman, Montana, broadcasting to you from Brick Breeding Fieldhouse right outside the Montana State Hall of Fame. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Fun first hour. Talked a little uh, high school football. Talked about to Byron Rollins. Junior defensive lineman for the Bobcats and also a Sentinel product. I gave you my rundown of both Class AA and Class A football as uh, Friday Night Lights on the horizon about 24 hours away from the opening of high school football in the state of Montana. We also continued our Big Sky Conference preview series, previewing all the football teams from across this league. Portland State, the feature today, we heard from Davis Alexander, outstanding quarterback for the Vikings, as well as Anthony Adams, All-American defensive back for PSU. If you missed anything, in the first hour of the show, you can find all of it on the podcast. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there on all your podcast hosting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five stars preferred. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Attention, this is a attention, this is a pre-recorded FCC. segment. FCC states that we have to tell you that. Recording on a Wednesday, uh, playing it on a Thursday. I'm in Bozeman, currently in person. The live elements of this show are going to be re, uh, are, are, are being projected live from Worthington Arena, Brick Breed and Fieldhouse on the Montana State campus. We have to say this now. No longer can you pretend that pre-recorded interviews are live. Not that we ever did that, and anybody that watches this show on television knows that Carolyn's only come on live once and she wasn't actually on the TV. She was just on the phone line. But we got a lot of stuff to get to today. First and foremost, i got to start with a little bit of an amendment uh, to something I was talking about yesterday. 
We are in desperate need of high school officials, particularly when it comes to football. I was encouraging all the the fellas out there, uh, if you ever were involved in football, go check it out. It's going to be a great way to make extra money, a great way to be involved in the game, and a great way to serve your community. But I got a couple texts from some gals who were saying, well, why can't the gals do yeah. it too? You can. You're so sexy. <laughs> I... I I actually thought to myself, I bet you that there has never been a female official in Montana high school uh, football. Not for any other reason than I bet you that no one's ever really just done it. Maybe if, I will. If you have, let us know. 406-888-1029. I think that'd be an uh, interesting fold. But this is not just for guys. Girls can totally do, go do this too. So go check it out. And uh, MOA, either the Montana Officials Association or the Missoula Officials Association, they would love to hear from you because uh, they and definitely are in need. Not just football, every sport. Every sport, for sure. Football is just the one that it takes uh, so many officials to conduct a game. A, a yeah. soccer match, you can get by if you have one. You want to have two, but you can't get by. Whereas football, you have to have the umpire, the ref, the line judge, the guys moving right. the chains. Like, you need a full 10-person deal. Do you deal. think it's a good workout? Sort of. Hmm. I mean, it's better than sitting around. Right. I'm just wondering if maybe how many steps I'd get if I did this. Yeah. I mean, the one th- great easy point of entry, if you want to, like, volunteer, is be on the chain gang. All you got to do is just move the chains. And you just get to go up and down the sidelines. That's and you get true. to watch the action right there. Yeah. They tell you exactly where to go. So you don't have to really do anything besides pay attention. And but the games are Friday nights, right? Yeah. I knew a, I know a couple guys that uh, were on the chain gang. And they loved it because they got to sit like, I mean, they're on the side. They're huge football fans. And yeah. so they're on the sidelines for Bobcats and Grizz games. And oh, yeah. not a lot of responsibility. You just got to move them where they tell you to move to. So. Right. Oh, interesting. Missoula Officials Association or Montana Officials Association. Also, we are in uh, what we call promo season. That's where I get all our promotional spots for ESPN Radio ready before the calendar turns to the upcoming fall sports season. So this right here is uh, we're going to be using part of this as a promo, too. So this is a lot of pressure on you, Buck. Oh, boy. As soon as you say something funny, then I'm going to have to go in the back and mark it real quick, and we're going to use it as a promo. Well... Uh-oh. <laughs> I feel very funny today, but I will do my best. Uh, okay. Um, well, that's all I have on this side in terms of the uh, the ins and outs of this whole thing. Um, but what are you burning on? What's going on in Carolyn's world? It is, by the way, the chick who doesn't know sports. We do this each and every Thursday here on Nuanas Now. Well, before I even go into my sports gossip, I have to tell you, uh, I took my son to a UM women's soccer game on Sunday. Nice. And it was awesome. It was super fun. Yeah. Uh, tough loss for Montana. They just couldn't get the offense going. They're striking well and uh, moving the ball. And uh, that was that's a soccer match in a nutshell. They played as well, if not better, than Portland, and they lost one nothing because yeah. they just couldn't get a goal it was, going. It was, ju- it was a great game to watch, though, and uh, teach. Wa- we had a lot of the soccer boys um, from Nick's team. And so it was really fun for them to watch and like see how these girls were playing and how, how amazing they are. I mean, and how big that field is. Oh so my big. God. Oh yeah. yeah. So big. So that was super fun. And he got to see some of his coaches from his summer camp. So that was cool. So yeah, that was, I felt like a real sports person there. The, uh, <laughs> A tease for a little later on. This is fun. Andrew Houghton, our new associate, ESPN Missoula, as well as SkyOnSportsMT.com. He's a big soccer guy. He's always watching the Atlanta MLS team. He's, he's staying with me right now in my house, and uh, he's always watching the Atlanta MLS team. He's got his hat, he's got his scarf, his soccer flag, all his stuff. We've covered soccer for a fair amount around here because soccer is uh, one of the best things going, in, especially in western Montana right now. The Missoula Hellgate boys are gunning for their eighth straight state title game appearance, state title match appearance. They've won five state titles. Uh, over the last seven years. Missoula Hellgate really get darn good, and uh, the Lady Grizz soccer team is really darn good as well. But I'm so interested to watch that Grizz soccer team because they are going to be one of the youngest teams in the league, but they've been recruiting based on their recent success. So they've gotten some girls that are uh, probably a little bit higher level in the Big Sky Conference, but 12 freshmen. And uh, a couple of their freshmen, their speed is just insane. Were the boys impressed? I mean, because some of the girls, the like the forwards are so fast. Yeah, not only were they impressed with the speed in the game, but they couldn't believe how many subs there were. <laughs> right. Like, oh, that was such a huge team. But I think there's a, quite a few girls graduating this year, and they're they were great. It was really fun to watch. Um, I think, you know, I think it'll be fun to keep going to those games and let them see that level of soccer. And tease for later, uh, I forgot to finish the point. Andrew Houghton, 
we'll be launching a new podcast about lo- local soccer, about an hour a week, bringing down soccer across all levels, uh, but touching on some of our great teams here. Uh, he'll be doing that with Jackson Wagner, who's a uh, sports information guy down at the University of Montana and uh, Anaconda guy, and uh, formerly worked at SkylineSportsMT.com for a little while as well. Uh, and we will play about 15 minutes of that soccer segment each week here on Nuanas Now, part of our Football 15. That's football with a U for those counting at home. So that's cool. I'm glad that you got your get, uh, your boys to go down and watch that because uh, that's a team definitely deserving of support. And uh, talk about fun and cheap entertainment, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and they had a pretty nice, you know, I mean, there was a pretty good crowd there. So I good. was really happy to see that too. Just people out there supporting. There were these guys that didn't come into the stadium. They just parked next to the stadium and they all had music blasting. They're standing on their trucks and like cheering for the girls. And it was cute because I was like, oh, they don't want to pay 10 bucks i get it you know they're college yeah, yeah. kids but they were really funny and like <laughs> making all the noise they may or may not play for the girls lacrosse team oh okay well or they may or may not play for the girls football team too yeah i don't know in the in the in uh, to not not error on sounding like a creeper or something but i i know that for sure there's several of the uh the Grizz football and Grizz lacrosse guys that are pretty sweet on the oh, soccer yeah. gals. Well, so. th- those girls are cute and strong and awesome. So they, sh- you know. I mean, my favorite girls to hang out with when I was in college were the soccer girls. There, there was a, a pipeline from Alaska mm. when I was in school. Neil Sedgwick, the former head coach here, uh, he had Alaska ties, so he was bringing a bunch of girls from Alaska. And I'm telling you what, you do not want to stay up late with the girls from Alaska because they are used to in the summer never going to sleep because right. the sun doesn't go down. So they'll drink beer 24 hours straight. Right. <laughs> some of the most fun girls I, I mean, went that to school with. like most college girls. But that's, but. that's true. But some of the most fun <laughs> girls I went to school with were definitely the girls' soccer girls. So shout out to any of them if they're, uh, if they're listening. You know who you are. Well, okay. So speaking of soccer, last week we talked about um, Malice in the Palace. Yes. Well, this week in France, as I like to say, since I'm from Chicago, France, <laughs> in France, um, there was a malice in the palace, or whatever, I don't know how you say it in French, but there was a team between Nice and Mar- Marcel. Sure. Sure. Anyway, ended up... We are such uneducated Americans. I am not, I am not. Listen, <laughs> I can say croissant. And French fry. And Yay. Cabernet. Okay. <laughs> but This um, is the promo. Thanks, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up getting in a huge fight with the fans. And... Um, Wait, who got in a fight with the, the fans? The soccer players. The football players. They got in a fight with the yes, fans. So this is like Malice in the Palace. Oh, my God. Catch on. No, Where I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it just seems like it's probably not quite as intimidating just because I have to imagine that these soccer players are not 6'11", 275 pounds. No, like and they're O'Neal. probably like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So it was probably a little bit like, oh, you silly. Whatever. But... Yeah, a little different than fighting Ron Artest who grew up in Queensbridge and is about 6'8", 275. Yeah, but these boy, these little men pack a punch. I'm sure. Oh, they're sure. Solid muscles. So they ended up having to break. Besides up. the fact that they're French, right? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. They're not listening. <laughs> um, I don't think we have a huge French contingency <laughs> tuning in. But yeah, so they ended up having to end the game. I don't even think they finished. It just made me laugh because we were just talking about malice in the palace. Was anybody hurt? No, no one was hurt. It was they just had to end the game. Hmm. So. There you go. Well, uh, this is so such a tangent, but uh, yesterday Charlie Watts passed away, the drummer for the Rolling Stones. Uh, I, it's so f- interesting to me when deaths like that happen, because I've listened to the Rolling Stones. I mean, so much. My parents love the Rolling Stones, and I went to the Rolling Stones concert in Missoula. I have every Rolling. I mean, somewhere in my family's life, someone has every record the Rolling Stones have ever made. I love the Rolling Stones. I'm always listening to them. What's your favorite song? Well, that's what I was thinking yesterday. Is there's so many great songs. Um, Times on my side because of the the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington. You ever seen that? Oh yeah. That uh, is definitely one of them. Paint it black under my thumb. Uh, But then I was thinking probably my favorite Rolling Stones song because I think it is the one that it, the the Stones were the leaders of the British invasion, one of, and, and, (laughs) and besides the Beatles. Okay. Sure. But, but they also, the the Stones were a very sixties ish band in the sixties. They were very sixties sounding. They, They were sort of within the same genre as those other bands. 
And then when they released Sticky Fingers in 1971, it completely changed everything because then they were this more edgy, hardcore band, and it was very clear that they had been um, partaking in some more unsavory activities. Mm -hmm. And uh, But Can't You Hear Me Knocking is probably my favorite Rolling Stones song. Uh, but I was listening to it, and uh, that I was thinking about the movie Blow with George Young, uh, about George Young with Johnny Depp. Have yeah. you seen this yeah, movie? Yeah. yeah. And so then I started thinking about Pablo Escobar. Then I started wow. thinking about the two Escobars, which is the great 30 for 30 about Pablo Escobar, and then the other Escobar who played for the Colombian soccer team and missed the penalty kick oh, and yeah, then was yeah. murdered. Yes. And I was thinking about how crazy people are. We're so crazy for sports in America. That is next level crazy. If you kill a guy because he missed a penalty kick, like that is so out outrageous to me. I can't even believe that that happened. So Nick um, has been kind of training to play goalie. and Why? He's so fast. I don't know. He just, this was sort of like his summer thing. So we did a lot of practicing, whatever. Okay. So he gets home last night from practice and he's really upset because he might have to play goalie on Friday for a scrimmage against the girls. Mm. And he's in panic mode. And I'm like, hey, it's okay. This is practice. And he said, if we lose to these girls, it will haunt me the rest of my life. <laughs> but I'm going to tell him that at least he won't get murdered. <laughs> so Great, great mom advice. I'm a good mom. Okay. Chick who doesn't know sports, Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Good friend Carolyn hanging out with us. On a Wednesday, even though you're listening to this on a Thursday, I'm in Bozeman right now. We are recording this from the Missoula Broadcasting Company studios here on Wednesday. What else you got? Well, I have some tea to spill. <laughs> spill the tea. It's my favorite saying. So my little buddy, Steph Curry, yeah. little guy, Yeah. his parents are getting divorced Whoa. after 33 years of marriage. So his mom made it through Del Curry playing the NBA for 14 years, and now she's going to divorce him? Yep. And Yikes. She must have liked it when he was on the road. Well... He is accusing her of having an affair Whoa. with um, this guy that they went to college with, who was also, I think he was in the NFL. Because, um, you know, I really do my research. I don't have that here. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if we necessarily need to be saying who's implied in affairs with Del Curry's... Uh, regardless, what? <laughs> what's the punchline? There's no punchline. I just okay. had some juicy gossip. Wow. So... Kind of sad, because wow. um, after 33 years, it's like, what? Make it work. Like, well, 33 right. years. I mean, yeah, Del Curry's got to be like in his late 50s, probably. Well, apparently he's or not. early 60s. He's locked her out of that family house, and uh, so she had to kind of shack up with this guy, and now he's all angry about it. Listen, I just report the news. I don't have, hmm. I don't know if any of it's true. So, there you go. Well... Probably not the best for Steph. He's probably not too happy about that. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that would be kind of a bummer. But he's got a solid family. and he's, Oh, yeah, you know. no. Uh, we talk about this all the time, you and I do. Um, I think it's one of the most underrated parts of athlete success, it's having, a, having a stable home life. Yeah. Yeah, Isha well, Curry is awesome. She's, yeah. she's definitely one of the best NBA wives out there for sure. Yeah. She's cute, and they seem really happy, and they have the cutest yeah. little munchkins. And so, speaking of NBA wives, do you like how my, all my segues today? <laughs> so good. You're like Mike Greenberg. I'm doing great. So Monday was Kobe Bryant's birthday. Yes, it was. And Tuesday was Kobe Bryant Day because it's eight twenty four. Yep. So the Lakers and UCLA Health gifted all these newborns that were born on 823 and 824 all this Lakers stuff. Nice. And they were, like, named their kids day one Lakers fans. Sweet. And it was super cute. But, like, what if you're not a Lakers fan? Well, right. What if you're a Clippers fan? What do you do with this stuff? You just sell it? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, know. it's pretty presumptuous, For if you sure. ask me. For sure. But it was cute. Well, that's great. Uh, good for them. Yeah. Good on them. And uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Oh, man. I miss him. I do, too. Speaking of extramarital affairs, one more Charlie Watts story. I was reading about the Rolling Stones late at night after my modest mouse. Uh, but Charlie Watts was married to the same gal for 57 years. Really? And, Unlike uh, Mick Jagger. Exactly. Uh, and all of the Rolling Stones escapades and stories of partying with groupies and excess and all that. Never involved Charlie Watts. He always had his own hotel room on the road. He always went home by himself. 
I he's he's like legendary for never flandering around. Yeah. But uh, the great, I read a great story. This was like mid '70s because Mick Jagger has been sober for the majority of the Rolling Stones' career, but the first 10, 12, whatever years, not so much. And Keith Richards has obviously never been sober. Um, what? <laughs> Tommy yesterday, Tommy Evans, our great producer, was uh, saying. That Charlie Watts' death is the beginning of the end, not only for the Rolling Stones, but for all of mankind. Because when the last rock star dies, society will end. And he proclaims that Keith Richards is the last rock star. And I tried to explain to him that Keith Richards has been dead for like 30 years. He's just still walking at, around. They're waking at Bernie's in <laughs> I guess. But regardless, this is a great story. Okay. So once upon a time, this is like mid, early to mid-70s, Rolling Stones are on a world tour. It's like when they were partying the hardest. And... Mick and Keith uh, got a bunch of girls in the room and they're drinking and, you know, doing whatever. And they keep calling Charlie's room and they keep saying, we need to get the drummer down here. Get, get, our drummer is going to come down here and hang out with us. Our drummer is going to come down here and hang out with us. And so Charlie Watts gets up, showers, shaves, puts a full suit on, goes down there and punches both Keith Richards <laughs> and Mick Jagger in the face and said, I started this band. I'm not just your drummer. Rolling Stones is my band. Sober up and walks out. That's hilarious. Love it. I feel like Dan Buckdo would do that, you know, <laughs> on the road, and he's like, I am, I will not hang out with young, hot women. I will only hang out with my beautiful old wife. Oh, Wouldn't I will. you agree? I fully agree. I fully agree. <laughs> um, okay. Last little story. Okay. This is controversial. It always is with you. Well, this one is really controversial. So buckle up. Okay. Peyton Powell plays football for Rutgers. Sure. And he has announced that he is transferring. Okay. Because they are um, making all the kids get COVID vaccines. So he is refusing to play. And um, I'm not sure where he's going to transfer because I'm pretty sure all the universities are kind of making people get vaccinated. Maybe not. I don't know. Encouraging, I suppose. It's a different, I don't know. Uh, ha, man, this is so controversial. See, told ya. Because um, I don't even know where to go with this. In its essence, you can't make anybody get vaccinated. But the big programs are are really, really, really pushing it because the, the Power Five leagues have a mandate that 80% of the team or more has right. to be, else the contact tracing gets all muddled. But there's outside of the Power Five, everybody's encouraging it, but they're not really forcing it. And again, at the Power Five level, they can't actually truly force it. Well, can't they say if you want a scholarship and want to go to class and all those things, can't they say we need you to be vaccinated? I mean, I guess it depends on the state, too. Yeah, it does. Um, It's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. They really. can't, whoever they is, uh, um, unless there was like an NCAA-wide rule or even the conferences were to pass a conference mandate, but I think that in itself would never get passed either. I think it's just a high level of encouragement. Yeah. I feel like if uh, if the coaches are saying that you should do it and uh, you and you say no, then they fully can hold that against you when it comes to playing time and things like that, but I don't think they can actually make you get vaccinated. Well, I think that would be very wrong to hold it against you. Sure. And not let you play. Yeah. But I do think if that is what they need to have a successful full season. Sure. I mean, imagine if our players get wiped out with COVID. Sure. We don't have, you know, however many games. Sure. Like that, that, there's a lot riding on oh, that. Oh, there's no question. There's, there's absolutely no question. Uh, the biggest piece of the controversy that's not being talked about is the fact that because college football teams work out in such close proximity to each other and because they were already basically mandated to be in a quarantine bubble over the last 20 months, I would say a vast majority of college football players have had COVID, unfortunately. Uh, the fortunate part is they're a low-risk portion of the population. Generally, this is going to be the most strong, healthy people that we have in society because they're all 20 years old. So uh, not as many core morbidities and things like that. 
But that's the thing that I think is not getting talked about enough is I think there's a ton of college football players that are hesitant to get the vaccine, not because they're anti-vax, but because they are scared of what's going to happen if they just had it. Mm. Like, for example, I mean, I, 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 I need to be careful here, but let's just say broadly, uh, in the state of Montana, a large number of college football players at all levels of college, not just the Cats and the Grizz, but uh, the Frontier Conference, too, have had COVID mm-hmm. for sure uh, in like recently. Okay. So I think those guys were just hesitant to get the vaccine because they just I had mean, COVID. Could they prove they have antibodies then? Well, that's what the schools should invest in is antibody testing. Yeah. So then if a guy uh, says, I haven't gotten vaccinated yet, I do plan on doing it, but I don't want to do it right now because right. I just had COVID last month, then they can prove that. Yeah. They do have the tests because most yeah. of these guys knew that they had COVID because of the testing administered by the school. So yeah. I think there is ways around it. But I, I, do, I just think that's the part. Of, Justin Engel said this on the show the other week, too, and I thought it was a good point. There's a whole bunch of people in America, college athletes and not, that are not vaccinated. And it's not because they don't believe in the vaccine or that they're anti-vaccination. It's There's other circumstances involved. Here. Sure. Maybe yeah. you had COVID. Uh, maybe you were waiting for the FDA approval, which just came out. Um, you know, uh, there's just a lot of different factors that go into it. Well, I hope this kid finds a place to go so he can continue his college career and his football career. Cause well, it might not be the worst thing ever to get out of Rutgers football because uh, I don't know who he is because I couldn't name a single player that's ever played at Rutgers. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I just know that it was on Did you know Rutgers is like the biggest school in that part of the world and is like one of the bigger schools in the country? I did not. I I don't know anything. I mean, I when Rutgers joined the Big Ten, I was like, "How is Rutgers joining the Big Ten? And I Google, and I was like, "They have forty-seven thousand students. What? Is it in Jersey? It's in Jersey, but yeah. it's like it's like right. It's it's like the the state school of New York, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of people from New York City. It's very close to New York. It's just like on the other side of the bridge or something. I don't know. I'm explaining this Some totally tunnel wrong. Or bridge Some or, tunnel, bridge, yeah. parkway, pathway, toll bridge. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I just I live in Montana. Exactly. I can't even handle Reserve Street. I will say reserve was pleasantly better yesterday. <laughs> what? What Tuesday at one p.m.? Yeah, right around then. Man, so everybody to, must have gone down, to work for the first time. No, I drove down around three thirty, thinking it was going to take me a half hour, and it did not. And mm. I was like, oh, so there you go. Well, Carolyn, we made it through without having to talk about OnlyFans, so uh, we're Save winning. It for next week. <laughs> it's a chick who doesn't know sports. Do it every Thursday. You're on Nuanas now. Great stuff today, Carolyn. I've, I've done better. No, that was awesome. 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. More here on Nuanas now, right after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. If you're watching in on TV, you don't see me. It's because I am in Bozeman broadcasting to you live from the Brick Breed and Fieldhouse right outside the Montana State Hall of Fame room. They have an offensive line meeting in there. I can, I can hear them yelling. Uh, about eight days away from the, I guess nine days away from the opener of college football across the Big Sky Conference, including for Montana and Montana State. Bobcats open up against uh, the Wyoming Cowboys in Laramie, and the Grizz open up against the Seattle, or excuse me, in the uh, the Washington Huskies in Seattle. Uh, we'll have full coverage for you. 
both here at ESPN Radio as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. The Frontier Conference, they get kicked off this weekend. So we got Friday Night Lights at the high school level beginning tomorrow night. SWX Montana TV will have uh, the action from Washington Grizz Stadium on Friday night, 7 p.m. kickoff. The Spartans, Sentinel Spartans, Missoula Sentinel, the defending class AA state champions, will take on Billings West in a rematch of last year's AA title game. We'll have the action for you here on SWX Montana. So um, look forward to that. And then the Frontier Conference, they get kicked off. On Saturday, so there's Frontier Conference games across the state as well. Uh, games in, I believe, there's a game in uh, Haveran, uh, Butte, in terms of the in-state games, and Dillon, I believe, as well. So uh, Frontier Conference, a couple days away. Big Sky Conference, Montana, Montana State, about nine days away. So we'll look forward uh, to bringing you all of the commentary and coverage you expect here at 1029 ESPN Missoula. Need a place to watch any of the action, whether it's college football, the NFL, the stretch run of the Major League Baseball regular season and into the playoffs, head on down to Silver Slipper. They have 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports. Whether it's the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, or the NHL, Silver Slipper will have it on for you. they got drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Brooks Nuwana's joining us. Skyline's Brooks Nuwana's joining us. Skyline's talking all things football. Gave you some word association when it comes to all the Big Sky Conference teams outside of the state of Montana. Uh, on the, for our ESPN roundtable. But now, Brooks, I wanted to just ask you uh, just a broad question about quarterback play. You, we sort of touched on it within that last bit of analysis, but I think that it's interesting to look at the Big Sky Conference because in its iteration uh, in the 60s and 70s, it was a, a rough-and-tumble, hard-hitting, defensive-style league. But then when the Division I AA, um, when that level was formed in 1978, then a few Big Sky Conference teams took the country by storm by throwing the ball over the place, namely Idaho and Idaho State. Idaho State won that national championship back in 1983. Then the Bobcats won a national championship in 1984 by throwing it all over the place. Boise State had a spread offense that helped them win in 1980. So several, I guess, three of the first seven Division One AA national championships were won by Big Sky Conference teams uh, from the Rocky Mountain part of the, the league, and uh, then that set this trend. And then when Montana was throwing the ball over the yard in the 90s under Don Reed, sort of continued that trend. You had great quarterbacks like John Fries and Doug Nussmeyer at Idaho and Jamie Martin at Weber State, and then, of course, Dave Dickinson at Montana. And then Eastern Washington tried to sort of parlay that, and they sort of made it into their own, and they were the ones that had the high-flying offense and uh, were throwing the ball over the place with you know, everybody from Josh Blankenship all the way through uh, Gage Gubrud with a bunch of elite players like Vernon Adams and Eric Meyer, Matt Nichols in between. But when you look at what the league has been the last handful of years, Weber State has won four straight league titles and been in the playoffs five times in a row. Their best quarterback, Stephen Cantwell. Solid, but not by no means uh, a game-breaking or game-winning type quarterback. You look at uh, Montana State this last year. They, don't, they didn't have a Big Sky Championship in 2018 or 2019, but they did it with literally no quarterback play, just running the ball right down their throats. Uh, there's been some good quarterbacks at Montana, especially during the Bobby Houck uh, era, Craig Oaks, Cole Berquist, Andrew Sell, Dalton Sneed. But the Grizzlies, by and large, uh, you know, they don't necessarily rely on the quarterback to win them the game. And then you look at some of the best quarterbacks from the league over the last eight years, Case Cookis. And uh, Garrett Saffron from Sac State and, and several other guys involved. But those guys, hardly any playoff exposure. And uh, so I guess the question is, how important is quarterback play actually? Because I do think that we sort of look at the league sometimes and think, okay, who's got the best and most returning veteran starter under center? In this league this year, only Eastern Washington with Eric Berrier and Portland State with Davis Alexander return a veteran guy who you could consider an elite talent. But that said, I don't really know how much you even need a quarterback to win in this league. So what do you think? I mean, what do you think of just the way that this has evolved? Because it seems like it's a trickle-down effect. You absolutely need a quarterback in the NFL at the highest level. But it might not be as important as uh, they want us to believe uh, as, as you kind of go down levels of football. Yeah, it's all about the, the team building. You know, it's it's all about uh, how the roster is constructed and the identity of a team, um, which oftentimes just leans on a head coach. And there's 
what does the head coach philosophy look like? You know, there's there's not a ton of guys that are that are kind of hybrid offense defense kind of just football guys. I um, mean, you know, I think of Bobby Houck as one of those kind of guys that you know he leans on special teams and 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 running to the football and maybe some defensive principles a bit more than the offensive side. But overall, he's kind of a balanced coach. But then you look at someone. Uh, like Brent Vegan at Montana State, who is clearly an offensive mind and, and wants to be an offensive-driven football team. So I think that when you recruit to a philosophy and you stay consistent with it, that then in that way you can build a roster that does not necessarily need elite quarterback play to win. Weaver State's done that successfully, as you mentioned, over the last five, half decade. Uh, but when you look at elite quarterback play, sometimes it can cover up a little bit of deficiency. Sometimes it gets younger guys on the field because – Let's say at Eastern Washington with Eric Berry, you may be able to play a freshman or sophomore cornerback or defensive back or linebacker just because their mistakes can be covered up or, or you know, Eric Berry can kind of elevate the offense to a certain point where it doesn't matter if you're giving up 24 points a game because Eric Berry is scoring 38. So I think it's all based on philosophy. I think, as you mentioned, in this league, um, kind of at this level of football, elite quarterback play, while important, isn't necessarily everything as far as winning the Big Sky Conference or winning a league in the FCS. But when we look at on the national stage, when we go from James Madison to North Dakota State to Sam Houston last year, uh, you start looking at elite quarterback talent. You know, Illinois State had some elite quarterback talent. Uh, Delaware, all the way back with the guys like Joe Flacco. You, know, you look at North Dakota State, three straight starting quarterbacks were drafted in the, in the first round of the NFL. I guess Easton Stick was in the third round, but still a guy that's going to be on NFL roster for probably 10 years. The Chargers back up currently. Uh, so overall, I think to win a national championship, there's no way that you can win it with a slouch of quarterback. That's what I've always thought Weber State was being held back a little bit, dominating in the Big Side Conference, taking it to the national level and going all the way you know, to the quarterfinals, but never being able to push past that moment just due to a little bit of lack of quarterback play, especially later in the season. We talk cold weather, playoff-style football. So while it's important, I don't think you have to have it, but to win a national championship, which is what we're all here for, I hate to break it to everyone, winning the Big State Conference is fun, and it should certainly be a goal. But I think the national championship is what the Big State Conference should aspire for, and I think you do need good quarterback play to get to that point. Brooks Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com. Joining us here on Nuanez Now, ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula. Go check them out here in town. They're located on the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. And I think that that gets me to my next question then. Great segue, great lead-in. I think that the notion that the Big Sky is as good as it's ever been is only true in terms of how the, the depth that it has. It is a league that could have six teams competing for four playoff spots. That's a good thing. I also think the league beats itself up a little bit, which might actually hurt it on the national level. But also, even though there's been four teams that made the playoffs in both 2018 and 2019 out of the Big Sky Conference, none of those teams was really in the mix to win the national championship. So can a league be the, the, uh, the best league in the country if you don't have a true national championship contender? I'm not sure. But that's the thing I think needs to be shifted is the expectation. Because for years, the Big Sky was just the first box to check if you were the Montana Grizzlies. You knew you were going to win the Big Sky. In fact, it was not even acceptable to even consider losing a game in the Big Sky Conference. The, The competition internally and externally was all in pursuit of how do you be the number one team in the country, not the number one team in the league. So how much do you think the mentality of these teams affects and maybe even holds them back? I mean, do... Do these teams, if you're Weber State, Montana, Montana State, or one of the Big Sky Conference contenders, how much do you need to think of outside of just winning the league title when it comes to actually chasing that national crown? Well, it gets really complicated because nowadays there's so much noise. You know, there's so much social media attention, media, local media attention, national media attention. There's so much noise that all these coaches now are trying to make sure and stay super internal, super tight. Don't let the secrets out, but also don't let the noise in. Keep the kids very focused. It's one day at a time. It's one play at a time. It's one practice at a time. And while I do see the the benefit of that to a, a, a major extent, 
I also think that it puts a hindrance on understanding the breadth of what the season means as far as how do you grow throughout the season, who's your competition, where's the target coming from on your back or on another's, what does the national landscape look like? Jeff Choate always talked about at Montana State that once they played North Dakota State in 2019 in the semifinals, they had seen the beast. They had felt it. They knew what it was going to take now. Well, it shouldn't take you till you get to the semifinals to know what you're up against, in my humble opinion. I think that you should know that from the onslaught. I think you should be able to, you should be watching the, the stats and, and, and hero top 25s. You should be looking not necessarily at articles critiquing you, but you should be knowing the idea of where the national landscape lies and what it's going to take. Who's good this year? Sam Houston's been in the top five. Sam Houston won it last year. What's Sam Houston do? Maybe look up a player or two. It's kind of important to understand the different styles as well as the different players. And it's not that you have to do an endless, you know, a book report on everything that you're looking at and reading about. But I've always found it interesting that if you sit down with a fifth year or a fourth year junior uh, who starts at Montana State, and you say, what do you think of, of the Missouri Valley? They would say, I have no idea. And I probably think that that's to, to a detriment. There's no doubt about it. And, and th- this is not a criticism of, of anybody that I'm about to speak of, but just to compare and contrast, at the Big Sky kickoff, uh, I've asked actually Brett Vegan this question multiple times, multiple iterations of this question, Montana State new head coach. I asked him, when do you start scouting the rest of the Big Sky? When do you start comparing your players to the talent in the league? When do you start looking at your upcoming opponents, whether it's Wyoming or San Diego or Drake or any of the Big Sky teams? And he, he's kept saying, you know, we're keeping it internal. We're keeping it internal. We're not going to start looking at that stuff until the season's a lot closer. And, you know, even now, leading up to the Wyoming game less than 10 days away, he said, we're not going to start looking at that stuff for a little while. Whereas you asked Bobby Houck that same question, you know, what did you, how did you use the pandemic? How did you use the time away from a scouting perspective? And Coach Houck said, oh, we got full scouts on the top eight teams in the country. Everybody that played in the spring playoffs that went to the quarterfinals or farther, we got them all broken down already. We know what they do. We know what their personnel is like, all that stuff. To me, it seems like that is an essential part of knowing where you're at. It's just like when you're in high school and you're chasing a state championship. If you are only thinking about winning the city championship, for example, in Missoula, which I think used to be what held Big Sky back so much, was it was always just about beating Hellgate and Sentinel, and then we'll see where the chips may fall, because if we get the city championship, okay, maybe we can steal a couple more and uh, get to the playoffs, maybe make a run. But it was never about being better than Helena Capital or Great Falls CMR or Billings West. And so I do think you have to have that long lens view. So I just found it fascinating, sort of the, the dichotomy. And that's obviously coming from a guy in Bobby Houck who's been a head coach for 14 college football seasons including uh, entering his 10th at the University of Montana, compared to a guy that's just got his first head coaching job. And maybe the way that Brent Vegan's doing it is the new age way and the way to keep your kids focused. But I just found the, the, the contrasting nature of those two things to be quite fascinating. Yeah, I just, it's always confused me a bit. I just I don't know why you wouldn't want to know all about all of it. I mean, it's not exactly. that complicated. It's already what you're doing. I mean, it's like it's like playing in a rock band and never listening to music or something. You know, it's like you probably listen to other people's albums for a good reason because uh, you enjoy it. First of all, it's entertaining to you. It's actually the thing that you have the most passion for in the world. Uh, I would find a lot of benefit in you know watching other players who are good at South Dakota State play my position and kind of watch what they do, see how their footwork is, see what tendencies that they like to look for, see how they attack the ball uh, culture-wise, watching you know a team in, in Texas, watching Sam Houston last year, watching some defensive plays and watching how they rally to the football and what their culture on the sideline is like. And, you, know, you see people with turnover chains and, and uh, turnover planks and all sorts of stuff that you know, is a part of culture. It's crazy to me to say that you don't really care or that it's too much for kids to think about, that it's all about you, that only you can beat you and only you can internalize all that stuff. To me, it's always been um, a little bit, you know, confusing. Maybe that's just, you know, coach speak, if you will. Maybe that, that they are looking at stuff outside that. They're just not letting us know. But to me, I would love to know the, the national landscape. I think teams like North Dakota State do that. Um, and as you mentioned, Bobby Houck has been a head coach for a long time. He also know what, what he knows very well what he has in his building. It takes a lot of effort and time to get to that point. So maybe, you know, it takes a little bit of experience. It also takes a little bit of, uh, of longevity and a little bit of luck to have a really good, solid thing internally before you can look out. But I do find importance in, in knowing what the national landscape.
I've always found it fascinating, too, the coaches are so hesitant to proclaim that it's national championship or bust. Only a few guys ever do that. But that's what Coach Halk always says is the standard at uh, Montana. And Eastern Washington, uh, give credit to Aaron Best and his staff as well as, as, well as their players because they said that to be the Big Sky kickoff as well. At Eastern, they're not satisfied unless they're going to Frisco. So I think that's what it takes to get there. I know that a lot of this is about the winning the press conference and the semantics and setting yourself up for another contract extension or whatever. It's just like being a politician when you're a coach. You got to win the election to get reelected, but regardless, I think that sometimes having lofty expectations—it's it's not a bad thing. I think it actually could be beneficial to teams. I don't think it's a, some sort of jinx or curse of death. In fact, I think sometimes that's what should be proclaimed because that could be the way that it uh, leads you all the way to the promised land. Yeah, I would have the highest expectations that you possibly can. Yeah, I mentioned that with Sacramento State when we're going through some. Uh, breaking down the league and, and, and talking about kind of where people's expectations lie, you know, set the expectations high so that you can, you know, you have something to strive for. And I, I think that that couldn't be more true. Uh, Bobby Houck does, you know, talk like that, which is really interesting, especially again, he knows what he has in the building, which is really important as far as <laughs> you can set expectations high when you know you have a really good roster. Brooks Nuwana at SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com today. Get yourself a subscription. It's only $8 a month or uh, $90 a year. And uh, we got all sorts of great coverage for you, including a follow-up story, speaking of quarterbacks, on Cam Humphrey as the Grizz starting quarterback. Also got a little feature on Matt McKay and his journey from Raleigh, North Carolina to Bozeman, Montana. That's a quarterback to Montana State Bobcats. So go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Brooks, thanks so much for taking so much time on your Wednesday. And uh, travel safe. I will see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. But in the meantime, be well. Absolutely, man. Great to talk. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey! It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Montana, welcome back. Nuana is now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on a Thursday. If you're looking at the TV studio on SWX Montana Television, I'm not there because I'm here. I'm in Bozeman, Montana, broadcasting to you from Brick Breed and Fieldhouse here on the MSU campus. Appreciate Brian Rollins for swinging on by. He's a little Sentinel product and a Bobcat Junior defensive lineman over here uh, in Bozeman. Fun show today. Miss anything in the show? You can always find it on the podcast. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Heard from Byron Rollins. Heard from Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports. Heard from Davis Alexander. And uh, Anthony Adams is a pair of standout players from Portland State as we continue our Big Sky Conference preview series. And uh, also heard from Brooks Nuwana at SkylineSportsMT.com. Expectations and how do they impact a season, particularly when they're lofty like they are for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Interesting to see how both teams handle lofty expectations, uh, but I expect it to go pretty darn well. I think both these teams are locked and loaded for a big-time fall, and uh, we'll be excited to bring it to you all the way across the great state of Montana. All that can be avail- found on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. We will be launching a couple of fun things here coming up soon. Are catching up with the Cats podcast series. That will start rolling out next week. Going to feature some of the top players that I've had a pleasure of covering personally here at MSU over the last 11 years. Uh, sort of a who's who of Bobcat football over the last 11 years. And so that'll be very fun to catch up with some of the old guys uh, that I got to know along the way. Probably 
kick things off with somebody that still lives in Montana. So, no, I haven't uh, confirmed any of these yet, but uh, it should be a fun podcast series. We're also launching our Grizz Greats podcast series. That will start rolling out in two weeks, uh, second week of September. This year's a Grizz Greats version, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Championship team. Uh, spent some time at Guns N' Roses with Dylan McFarland, former All-American offensive lineman for the Grizzlies, and Shane McIntyre, former great linebacker as well. Those guys were on that 2001 team, so uh, they're in. They're locked and loaded. They're signed up, but uh, we'll, it will be a 20-episode run highlighting the last national championship won by a team in the state of Montana. Crazy. It's been 20 years since a Division One AA and or FCS football championship has made it way, its way back to Montana. Uh, but it'll be fun to commemorate that anniversary as well. High school football, it actually gets kicked off tonight. I was teasing tomorrow, but at high school football at the Class AA level, Butte High versus Billings Senior tonight. So that'll be a fun one. Both those teams sort of mysterious. They both kind of came in in the middle of the Class AA coaches poll. So that I think they could be competitive. I uh, don't really know as far as the top returners for those two squads. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 